Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Hey, Jay. Hi, Q. I kind of imagine, like, music right now. I know I'm not supposed to make sound effects, but (laughs) that's what I'm imagining is what's happening right now. Your imagination is correct. Hi, Q. It's as if tiny little cherubs that strangely look like Tenacious D are flying around us. Why Pantsless and firing arrows into the sides of our heads. Weirdly enough, the cherubs that I'm seeing all look like KC and JoJo. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, oh my, my life. life. <laughs> that was some, perfect. Someone. Like, no one can see me doing the mouths on my shoulders. <laughs> it looks I like you're playing. It looks like you're playing. What are those? Uh, the Spanish, the Casanadas or whatever. They're oh. like the little, the little things that you like clack. I'm not even going to try and tell you what those are, because I have I no think, idea. And what you said sounds so close to being right that I'm not I even going to try. I think they're called Dan Casanellas. <laughs> that's what they're called. I do think. Dope. I think that's right. I think that sounds right. Hey, Jay. So you and I were talking, and because yeah. today, is today Valentine's Day or was yesterday? <laughs> no, no. Today is the today day is this Valentine's. episode is coming out. Is Perfect. Val- so this is our Valentine's Day special. And we wanted to do something special, yes. and so we prepared. Yes. I mean, weeks ago. Yes. Oh, I mean, we've been thinking about this for for a long time. Not impromptu. It did not hit us right before we recorded that it's Valentine's Day when this is releasing at all. And so we got our listeners a poem, like yeah. one that we took time writing. Mm-hmm. We did not make up at all. I mean, it, I mean, we made it up ultimately, but over the span of weeks. Right, and we had it vetted by professional poets like E. E. Cummings, Keats. Is that a poem? Poet. Uh, yeah. Keats and um, Michael Keaton. And yes, um, and B.B. Uh, King. Yep, and B.B. Newworth. And Bob Newhart. It's just all the. Uh, because his name has heart in it, so we figured, who better exactly. to Bob like New- know I mean, about Bob our New hearts? Heart, brave heart, dragon heart. We got them all. So the way we're gonna do this totally non-improvised poem, yep, reading it, is reading it uh, basically, I'm gonna read a line off of the paper that's in front of me, and then Jay, you're gonna read a line off the paper that's in front of of you. So like right. we have the same paper. It's. We already know the poem. Just, just once again. It was again, written in advance on purpose to put it out there. That's how much we care about our listeners. Is of course we would take the time. We would never, we would never be so foolish to try and try and make something up on the spot. No. So, so, um, so happy Valentine's Day, Fivers. This is for you. This is for you. So here we go. Uh, uh, roses are red and movies are good. And sometimes I go places that I should 
And when you are feeling down and no one's around, you can know that the high five guys are large and round. From their glasses to their beards to the movies that they watch. They love all the fivers from the shaven to Sasquatch. And Netflix and Hulu have really changed the game. And HBO Max. Hell, Friends Reunion. That's a name. So our listeners from young to old, we love you, guys. Come back on into the fold. So from me to you and from J to Q, happy Valentine's Day, Fivers. And ha high five, too. Totally not made up. Perfect. It was written in advance. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. So, Jay, I feel I think that that poem uh, was as good uh, reading it out loud finally as it was writing it over those several weeks that we that we took to well, thoughtfully think about our listeners i'll tell you this one felt uh reciting it this way and this time felt even better than when i recited it at my local beat poetry uh open mic night and i got a lot of thumb snaps but you know what this felt just a lot better you know what i think it's it's so meaningful that you and i should probably never recite it or put it into words ever again ever again nobody should even ask us because please don't that would be disrespectful. And, and I've already destroyed the paper. I've eaten it. I've eaten the paper. So stop, stop, stop asking. Stop it's asking late. me to show you the paper. I ate it. I ate you it. Can't. It's gone. You can't see it. It's gone forever. But it lives on in the audio medium. And if but you, you ever know what? Know you know what it is. You know again, what? You, you, at this point, you don't even deserve to see the paper because we gave you a wonderful gift, and you're sitting there, you're questioning it. And I, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes, you know what? I don't even want to talk about it. You're, they're don't, insinuating. Don't you, you, you know, I forgive you. Yeah, you're we- you're welcome. You know what? We're gonna let you keep listening to this show. You're welcome. Okay. God, you ruined Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm throwing away these chocolates into no, I'm my not. mouth. I'm gonna eat I'm them. Throw- <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm throwing them away <laughs> in my mouth. I'm gonna eat them out of spite and watch I- a movie that I don't want to watch just because of you guys. I was gonna give them to you, but instead, I'm gonna give them to I myself. I was never gonna give them to you. I'm gonna eat them anyway. So Jay, Valentine's Day, man, you're my you're you're my year-round Valentine. You're everyday Valentine's, of course. You know what I mean? Everybody knows that. I mean, come on. What 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 sort of bromance? People talk about an epic bromance. They talk about you know Hobbs and Shaw and us. Yeah. Second. Wait, no, wait. Hobbs and Shaw hate each other, don't they? Well, the, uh, yeah. Do but they? Like I didn't sec- watch that it's movie. It's like an in, it's like an intense sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> So very it's, much it's like, like you and a, I. A, a tactile <laughs> sexual tension. Right. Like, to the you point can... where there was an R-rated version where they're, like, rubbing dicks together. There was. It, and they, and, like, but... they used it to, like, sort of, okay, you know the scene in Machete where he rips a guy's intestines out and uses it as, like, 
a uh, rope noose and yes. a noose and he he like swings the uh, repels thank you oh yes, rope. yes yes he yes, repels yes. Down. okay they they do that with their dicks that's where i was getting that's right they tie their dicks together <laughs> i've obviously seen hobbs and shaw multiple times well I we saw it together happens. in our in our reasons to go to the theater episode <laughs> oh, right. although we did record and talk through the entire movie i, I wasn't paying so. attention this was on the many rewatches that i've done after that sure of sure, that sure, movie sure, sure, sure. So we decided to do something a little special for this Valentine's Day special, didn't we, Jay? Yes, it's special. Special. Say special again. <laughs> we especially like talking about all of the special things that come to us on this very special Valentine's Day. Me's a special. Uh, so we decided, instead of doing the tropey thing, like talking top five romantic movies or... Or like ten. rom-coms. I think we've actually done rom-coms if people go back into the first ten or so episodes of the show. Or top five movies of mashing tips or, you know, right. all the stuff everybody else is doing. Which you we... Know? <laughs> yeah. We don't want to do Ooh. that. And it's, it's there's no SEO value because everybody's ranking for top five mashing tips movies. <laughs> exactly. So instead, we, we decide to... We decide <laughs> To uh, to just talk about things we love on this episode, because so, that's what Valentine's Day is all about. Outside of you know the candy companies trying to sell their merch and make you feel like you're a bad you're a bad spouse or significant other if you it's don't. It's like hey, spend nine hundred dollars on this diamond that will will be forgotten really in like a couple weeks. Speaking of diamonds, have you ever watched uh, uh, Adam ruins everything? Yes. Have you ever seen the episode about diamonds? Yes, that's in the first season. Now, what I was going to say is I was obsessed with that show for the first two seasons, and I haven't seen some of the newer ones because we don't Neither watch true TV. But, sure. but like there were there was the ones on drugs. There was one on like sports. There was the one on like uh, athletics, just in general. Um, and then yes, I remember the one on health and health scams very well, and I remember the one on. Um, Diamonds. Diamonds. Engagement rings. And that it was basically started in, what, like the 60s by a diamond company? Yeah, it was crazy. just arbitrarily, as an ad campaign, said, oh, yeah, people totally buy diamond rings for weddings. That's what they do. Sure. And then, not only that, but the crazy part is they broke down the concept of a diamond in the into the fact that there is, it like, intrinsically no value in a <laughs> right. diamond. And that the value is solely from the perceived value given to it by the diamond manufacturing companies. So not only not it wasn't that somebody found a diamond and was like, oh, my God, this is like priceless. It was like the diamond manufacturers were making diamonds and were like, fuck, we've got to like get rid of these diamonds. <laughs> right. And so they went to people and they're like, you know what is more valuable than gold? <laughs> Check out this rock that I got. It's clear. Everybody it's loves the, it. It's the water of gemstones. They essentially pulled a high five of the podcast. They're like, don't fact check us. Just <laughs> believe it. It's like the bottled water of the gemstones industry it was like, we made something you can get everywhere more commoditized. <laughs> exactly. You want to well, pay for this clear thing that I put in a in a container for you? Excellent. You know, wait, so what you were saying before, like, the only value is the value that, like, the marketers behind it actually put into it. Exactly. That's pretty much the definition of Dane Cook as well. <laughs> Ouch. Comedy shots fired. 
Big Fuck bang. you, Dink. <laughs> Big bang boom. I'm current. Everybody knows that uh, High Five Podcast really has a strong beef with Dane Cook. <laughs> I don't it's know mainly, why. It's, it, well, I know why. It's mainly for his movie Good Luck Chuck. That was, I was gonna say, on all of us. I was going to say employee of the month. I went into that thing. He's like, you know what? Maybe this is the one that's going to be good, Dane. And it it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. You were like, man, how dare you somehow make Dak Shepard even worse? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I will say his podcast, top notch. His podcast is top notch. But let's be honest. Chips, Woo! the movie. <laughs> it, I, I, did, I didn't even finish it. I'm sorry. Yikes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry, Michael Pena. I Yikers. Didn't it. Yikers. Employee of the month. Yikers. Wait, but I, Chips, I can't I th- even name any other Dak Shepard movies. Um, Let's Go to Prison with Will Arnett. Also, Yikers. Um, oh, uh, here's where his one Idiocracy. Idiocracy? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Okay. He's I'll take that. that. Idiocracy is a good movie. And he's also in, um, oh, what was what was that Kristen Bell movie they what they met on? When in Rome, what in Rome? When in Rome, the the rom com that Kristen Bell was in. A I long don't time know ago. that I've ever seen that movie. I don't know if I've seen it, but I think that's where they met. Hmm. Well, they are they are hashtag couple goals on. I this mean, sp- speaking Valentine's of Valentine's Day. Day Yes, as much beef as we may give Dak Shepard's films, his personal life and his relationship, they are fantastic. They're like the most adorable couple. Them and Jason Sudeikis and uh, Olivia Wilde. Who I, to this day, feel shouldn't work. Right? I don't know why. But they love each other. So- have you seen them, like, interviewed yeah. individually about it's each other? ridiculous. That, them, and then also Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. I have also well, I have my issues with Blake Lively, but them together they are quite adorable. <laughs> like, like, like a personal issue. Yeah, like, did she, she owes me. You she owes me point? money. Five bucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I just I watched the movie where she was ageless or whatever. Uh, Age of Adeline. I was like, oof, personal offense. So terrible. I've also never watched that movie. I did Don't. watch that movie that Blake Lively was in with uh, Anna Kendrick, uh, the murder like mystery. Oh, what did you think of that? By the way. Um. It okay, was fine. That, that's good enough. That's exactly how I feel about it. It was meh. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite Paul Feig movie. I'll tell you that. Mm-mm. It wasn't my least favorite Paul Feig movie by by any means. <laughs> hey, can I ask you a question? This is a random oh, like no. tangent, but Paul Paul Feig, right? Uh huh. Is he a good director? Because <sighs> he made some like good, funny movies. You know what? I am going to pull up his his catalog, and we're going to talk about this because right, that's the point break of this down. show. Yeah, we're just talking about I things. Think we I want think to I lo- love Paul Feig. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Glenn Close. <laughs> yeah, shut God. up, Glenn Close. Damn it. Get out of my house. How did you get in here? <laughs> I, I told I, you to turn your key back into me a year ago. When I have, If I had a nickel for every time I had to shoo Glenn Close out of here with a broom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, director. <laughs> I just imagine while you're looking that up, I just imagine that you have like a giant, like one of those electric uh, bug zappers. Just, <laughs> But it's a giant like Glenn Close zapper just hanging outside of your house. Well, it, it, the inside of it looks like a golden globe. And she's like, the one I don't have. And, and she's, she's like, like oh, goes, ah. and I'm like, get out of here, Glenn. God, <laughs> my kid's trying to sleep. You're over here buzzing around. <laughs> give me 
give me dialogue from a movie you were in? <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so what do we he, got? He directed um, a handful of Freaks and Geeks episodes. Oh, he directed a Freaks and Geeks episode. Nice. A handful of Arrested Development episodes. He also he also guest starred on several Sabrina the yeah. he, Teenage Witch episodes. He has guest starred in quite a bit. Um, let's see. He directed uh, a Mad Men, a Thirty Rock, a couple Weeds, um, mm-hmm. a bunch of Nurse Jackies, a, no, a bunch of The Office. All right, here we go. Uh, movies. Okay. Bridesmaids. Good movie. Good. Well directed. Well written. Very funny. Great debut. Great love, cast. Love Paul Feig. Well, Let, well done. I, you know what? I'm gonna go through the timeline and say where my love level is. Okay. So right stage. now, very in love with Paul Bridesmaids. Feig. So in love. Next, okay. The Heat with Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. Mm. Okay. Still still love them, but not as much. Not as much. It's like, okay, kind of a miss, but you know what? There was some there was some laughs in it. It wasn't it terrible. Okay. Spy. I oh, like Spy. Was that who that was, was in a, that? That was Melissa McCarthy and uh Jason Statham. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy again. Is this a? Is this he, a? Uh, he likes Melissa McCarthy. We're gonna. Sti- we're gonna. Stick is this with a that. Tim Burton, uh, Johnny Depp situation? I think it is. Except, no, it's the exact same. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. So next we got Spy. I can honestly say I never saw that movie. So I. I, I like no... it. I vouch for it. It's funny. It's funny. Okay. It's. It's like a weird, silly spy comedy, but it's incredibly violent, which kind of puts it into a different echelon. And Interesting. Jason Statham is legitimately funny in it. I do like – I felt the same way when I saw Hobbs and Shaw, the unrated cut when they were mashing tips. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't see him funny a lot, but he's funny in this movie, which I like and I appreciate. Okay. Ghostbusters. Okay. Mm, Swing and a miss. For me, still, I went back and watched it not long ago. Still swing and a miss. You're right. I will say, I, I, it was not as bad on second viewing. Yes, as I remember it being on first viewing. But it's still there's so much problematic about, about like story wise. Yes, just sort of like director decision wise. And I will say, I still hold true, even though we did get a director's cut. It still feels like there are large chunks of the movie yes. that are missing. Well, and that's the thing is, and I, I hate to say it because we're talking about the guy, but I do put a lot of it on Paul Feig because he was behind the story essentially. He was sure. the director and. Let's be. I think the women are all very funny in it. Oh, I agree. Totally. I think Chris Hemsworth is very funny in it. I agree. So I think there are a lot of elements about that movie that do work, and the ones that don't are how it's put together. The villain, how it. The villain is a big problem for a me. Huge problem. Okay. Um, okay. So we can move okay. on. Okay. The next is a simple favor. The one that you just watched. Okay. Which is fun. Competent movie, kind of back up a little bit. Competent. Fine. Yeah, it was a little bit better and honestly less of a comedy. Mm-hmm. It had comedic it was a it was a dark comedy, but it had its comedic moments. Sure. Uh, but mostly like a like a kind of an erotic thriller, like a yeah. lifetime movie. <laughs> like I, that's exactly how I described it to Amanda by the way. I was like this is like a really good lifetime movie. It is like a really good lifetime. And movie. that's still kind of an insult, but it's a compliment. But it's better. Yeah, it's better. Um, and then Last Christmas, which I didn't see, that looked very generic. One of them is an angel. I just know it. 
who's who's in that movie? Um, Daenerys Targaryen and and the Asian guy from uh, oh, my right. big fat Asian wedding. Yeah, I did not see that movie. I did not see it, but I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, I know what this movie is. I heard I, it was okay, actually. I heard. I'm sure it's competent again. So okay. Paul Feig hit it out of the park at the beginning and has been competent ever since. <laughs> with it, yeah. So we're not in love with Paul Feig, is what we're saying. Okay. We're not. But it's, we're you not. know what? It's okay. You know, another thing that I wish I was in love with, but I wasn't, and this is something I wanted to talk to you about. Talk to me. Terminator. Mm, well, okay. Let's go through that because Terminator 1, love. Love it. Terminator, love. love, love. Two love, Judgment love Day? even more, and like a romantic, I am head over heels, incestuous love with. I'm Terminator like that. 2. I'm like that Looney Tunes level where like my love is floating me in the air, and as there's I'm like, like hearts like bigger, bigger, yes. bigger, 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 around me, and also yes. like and not, that one Arnold brings me flowers. Yes, God, it's so it's so romantic, so romantic. Uh, now, uh, Terminator Three. Okay, I have to. <laughs> this, Let's talk I, about this one first. I have to pause. I tried to watch this movie last night, Q. Oh, did you? Yes. And you couldn't last, do it? I couldn't. Okay, so we watched Dark Fate like a week ago. Sure. Got me kind of back thinking about Terminator. Sure. I watched Salvation a couple days after that. And then last night, I was just scrolling through Netflix, and I saw T3 Rise in the Machines. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I remember, I remember hating this movie when I saw it, but it's been a long time. Let's give it a shot. Maybe Nick Stahl isn't as bad as I re- remember thinking. So can I ask you a question, though? Hold on. Before you yeah. get into that, you did just bypass that. You were like, I watched Terminator 4 Salvation. Yes. Right? Are you about to tell me that you like th- 4 better than you like 3? No. They're both abysmal. Okay. They're both terrible movies. Because number 4, let me remind you, was directed by Mick G. <laughs> no, no, I know. Mick, Mick Garbage himself. They're 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 terrible on different levels. Okay. Mick G okay, is okay. terrible because everything about that movie is incompetent as an action film. It doesn't work as a Terminator movie, it doesn't work as a war movie, it doesn't work as a John Connor prequel movie, and it doesn't work as a Terminator future movie. Like the whole thing doesn't work. It's a failure. It's a failure. Terminator 3 is so laughably off mark. It's so laughably bad that I couldn't even get through it. Like, like performances? I remem- the performances are abysmal, but like, okay, this actually happens in the movie. The okay. Terminator is a woman, of course. Yes. Uh-huh. She gets pulled over by a policeman, uh-huh. sees that it's a policeman, and then just goes, and her boobs blow up like balloons. Sure. And then the cop gets there, and then she just kills him. Oh, so he doesn't even have time to notice her boobs. No. It's like she forgot the plan altogether. (laughs) I I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. That's hilarious. And then, okay, so the Arnold entry point is Arnold beams down, as always. Sure. He goes to the nearest roadhouse, and it's like a ladies' night. So he opens the door and everyone's like, "Ooh, look at his dingling, oh, whatever. And he's like scanning people. And he's like, not a match, not a match, not a match. And so he scans the dancer that, and it's a match. And he's like, go take off your clothes. Because like, wait a minute, honey, or whatever he says. I forget. It's terrible. Sure. And then so he gets the dude's clothes. He goes outside and they do like the dramatic sunglasses shot. 
Sure. But it's like Elton John purple diamond star sunglasses. Hilarious. And he's like, dun, 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 dun. And he puts on the sunglasses. He goes, oh. And then he just like drops them and walks off. <laughs> and I so was like, you know like, what? At, at this point, I was like, and stop. Who wrote this movie? George uh, James Cameron had nothing to do with it. It was a bunch of people that I had no idea. So who this they were. was just like people saying, "I'm gonna make a Terminator movie," pretty much. And they're like, "You know what? We're gonna ask Edward Furlong to do this movie." Where's get me Edward Furlong? Where's Edward Furlong? Oh, he's he's way into heroin. All right, get me someone else. Nick oh, Stahl. Nick Stahl. He doesn't have he's, a problem. He's, he's not gonna not dis- yet into heroin. <laughs> he's not gonna disappear for at least a decade. And yeah. then he'll disappear for a decade. For like, for real? Did we ever for find real? him? Did we ever find <laughs> next? Stahl? I mean, I didn't. But I, didn't? I'm going to be honest. That to was be where fair, you, you were supposed to. <laughs> I was about to say. To be fair, I didn't look that hard. <laughs> well, I mean, after Sin City, we're like, where is he going to go after this? He kind of peaked as the right. yellow nutless guy. As the, the yellow, as the yellow bastard. Yeah, the yellow bastard. Um, um, I'm okay. actually googling Nick Stahl right now. <laughs> Because I do want to know, did you, like, did is you he okay? Google, did you Google, did Nick Stahl get found? <laughs> yeah, because he was, he was missing for, it's like, like where was while. he? He's like, oh, no, I was just in Kentucky. Oh, my God. He is, like, in movies and stuff. What? Well, yeah. that's, where, that's where he was. He apparently starred as Glenn Edward Rogers in The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. Look at that! Most what, recently, like the real, the real thing. Like yeah, the actual he actually murder. killed <laughs> Nicole <laughs> Brown Simpson. Damn! Yeah, this we dude all, is in we movies. Thought it, we thought it was OJ this whole time. Yeah, it looks like he uh, he's he got back into the acting game in uh, 2017. Well, good for him. What, you and know, has you, been going strong with you find, two appearances. You find yourself and you just get back into doing what you love. Okay, but you saw Dark Fate too, right? I mean, I saw Dark Fate 1, yes. No, you saw Dark Fate as well. <laughs> I did. Okay. Thoughts? Uh, okay, so first off, for a movie that opens with shooting John Connor in the face. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty bold. <laughs> pretty uh, good opening. I'm not going to lie. Pretty good opening. I will say I was sitting, I was sitting next to Haley, and when the Terminator, when uh, Arnie appears and walks over to... What looked, I'm going to be honest, an amazing CG. Like, so, like, they uh, Moff Tarkin the shit out of him. Yeah, but it looked good. Like, that, he looked good, and so did uh, fucking Linda Hamilton. She, yeah, she looked like T2 Hamilton. Like, for real. Like, I couldn't like black, even tell like black digital. Like, black tank top, like, tail, and everything. Yeah, shit looked was on awesome. point. And when he walks over and just straight up pulls out the shotgun and shoots John Connor in the face, and you see his body like fall from yeah. a distance. Well, and the I thing looked okay. at Haley, and I was like, I was like, so funny story. This is actually the entire point of the second movie. <laughs> I was like, that they basically just said, eh, fuck it. Which, cool. But also, the thing is, I went into the movie knowing that was going to happen because I had heard, you know, I watched it late. So oh, I had I heard that was going to happen. I had no clue. But I did not know how, like, truly they were going to really shoot him in the face. Like, there was a scene of T- uh, Arnold standing over his body and blowing his face away. Face and off. I was like, 
I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I will say that opened the movie strong. Like, they got me <laughs> in their corner with that. I and will then say the they rest just of kind the of movie mushed together Terminator 1 and 2 and gender yeah. swapped a couple things. Yep. And they made some like weird decisions uh, along the way that I didn't really understand. Some they it was like they almost they like wanted to make a point about women being expected to birth the savior and not be the savior themselves like you know like women like women are empowered themselves and they're not important just because of the men that, that they can or that they can produce like the assumption they kept leaning into the fact that the audience must be thinking that they have to save the new main character because she's going to give birth to well, and Linda Hamilton keep, or the, they have Linda Hamilton's character keep saying that right and then eventually you find out spoiler alert that she herself is the new like John Connor figure right. in the future um couple missteps some weird action scenes I, I will say, say there were some cool good action scenes too I will say as much as I dig diego luna i thought his he is no um t1000 whatever no robert, pa- robert patrick he is whatever. no robert patrick man oh, that man. dude that dude has a countenance about him that like when you see him on screen you're like okay that dude's gonna tear your fucking face off and right. like not worry about it diego luna has two like nice of a I don't know, a yeah. demeanor. He has like a welcoming face. So at no point at all did I ever feel <laughs> like worried for any of the characters It'd when be like he was around. Sarah Connor. He'd be like, Oh yeah, sure, come in. Let me introduce you to my grandkids. Right. It was it was weird. Like I feel like that was a bit of miscasting so on their part. Here's here's where I stand on it. It really made me want a good Terminator movie. Because, like, yeah. the makings of a good Terminator movie were in there. You know, like, there were two different types of people sent back through time. There was a big, heavy machinery car chase. Sure. There were some really good kind of hand combat, machine-on-machine fights. But here's what I think needs to happen at this point. I think they need to keep making Terminator movies, but I don't want them to have anything to do with John Connor. Yeah. So I here's w- what here's what I think needs to happen is like the okay. end of every Terminator movie rewrites history. And so the next one is just a different type of machine gets sent back and a different type of adversary gets sent back to another person that's going to alter the new history that was made. And it's just cool action scenes with robots. I will actually – I'm going to disagree with you. I – notably remember turning to Haley after this movie ended and I looked at her and I was like, okay, I am officially, you're done. Okay. No, not done, but I'm officially okay. If they never make another Terminator movie, like, like it kind of felt the same way that, um, rise of Skywalker felt for me. So it was kind of one of these, like, like three, horrible four horrible genesis ridiculous i don't even know what was happening in genesis i can't i can't even and so this was better than all of those and but it was better enough that i'm like okay i'm happy if they just leave it here at this point the average is in the positive 
maybe. Right. Because T2 is so good, it sort of brings up the mean a little bit. Right. And so I like walk I away with the wind. And I legitimately was like, I'm okay if they never make another Terminator. Honestly, I don't think they should. Like, I think they should just, like, yep, we did it. Okay, it's no longer John Connor's story. We've passed it on to somebody else. I don't really care about her story <laughs> or need to see it. <laughs> we'll see. And that's kind of what I'm saying is I think in my future – I want more robot on robot fights. I want more great action sequences that take place in a time like a time travel based story. Sure. But I don't need it to be related to any of this. Just give me better movies. But sure. You can make it exist in this universe so you can use the premise. Sure. All right. So we've talked about two things that we one one thing that we want to love, one thing that we did love and have lost love for. Uh, so let's let's keep rolling on this train. I like this. Uh, let's talk something we haven't talked in a while. Uh, let's jump out of the movie realm and let's talk Ooh. TV series. Ooh, because okay. I want to talk I, about something. I think this I know where we're going with this. That I. I was blown away by the amount of love that I had for this. You ready okay, for this? I am okay. You're building. You're building me up pretty hard for this. Okay. The hands down the best series of the year, and maybe the best series I've seen in several years, is going to be Watchmen. Okay, thank God. I'm so glad you said yeah. that. <laughs> it's going to be The Witcher. I kind of <laughs> thought that's what you were about to say, and no. I was like, okay, dude, we may have to talk about like nope. Chernobyl and the and the Watchmen first. Nope. No, I need to talk about Watchmen because that that took was so good. In it, and once again, it took something that I loved already: the original yep. source material, the comic book, right? I love the graphic novel. Watchmen. Oh man, you like, and I think I, you and you and me have bonded over that. I think that was one of the early, yes. early things we talked about when we first met. Like it was something that I even, as much as I don't like Zack Snyder, really do appreciate that movie too. And for like, sure, I, I stand Same. behind it. But man, it is a graphic novel of all the gra graphic novels that I own, including The Killing Joke, including like Batman Year One, including yep. some of the boys now that I own. I have reread The Watchmen at least five or six times. And it's just such a good take on the superhero genre. Yes. It's unique. It has a perspective. It has things to say. It's smart. It's it's entertaining, you know, though, because like, some things get too preachy, and you lose the entertainment value. Right. Agreed. And, and this so never does. It didn't. And so it took – so this year, something that I love – then got turned into a television series, which you and I have talked about a couple times, and I think we agreed that uh, calling it a remix was a good, a good term for it. It kind I have, of took the tone and characters and just like remixed them into something fresh. Although now having finished the season. Yes. I don't know how much I stand by that anymore. Really? You don't think it was a remix? Because by the end, I felt even more so that it was a remix. I felt like the tone and the heart of it was the remix, but but by the end, how much of it was basically just sequel territory was it was a sequel to The Watchmen. Oh, 
Oh, no, definitely. It and 100% so, is a sequel. But at the same time, they are really recovering some very big plot oh, points. And I totally agree. And I thought the whole Hooded Justice was one of the best, smartest reversionings that didn't change the source material. But at that all. totally changed the source material. 100% and gave it a totally Ugh. new context. Well, and especially because... In the source material, it is hinted at that Hooded Justice is homosexual. Sure. And so they kind of tease on that, and you're like, oh, well, they're going to go deeper into this. And they do, but they do it in a different way completely. It was just beautiful. um, We'll remain somewhat spoiler-free because I truly feel like for those who haven't watched the Watchmen series yet— I don't want to ruin it. I feel like it— it would do you a disservice for us to get too in-depth and give away any of the major plot twists because they are so engaging and so compelling. And yes. it, you could tell that it was written by someone who got it. Like, who yes. understood exactly what Watchmen, the graphic novel, was trying to do and trying to say. Like, they Got it. Well, and I'll I'll tell you this. Since we're on the topic of love, I love Damon Lindelof. For sure. Like, anything he wants to do at this point, I will follow him anywhere. You liked The Leftovers, too? I did. I mean, I didn't finish it, but the first two seasons I thought were ma- masterful. I agree. I will agree with that. I think this may be his magnum opus. I agree. I think this this may be the best thing that he's done. Jeremy Irons was fantastic in it, but okay. The person that blew me away in in the show, outside of Regina, who was the star, I think. Sure. Was Silk Spectre. Oh, for sure. The actress playing the, the, uh, bitter Silk Spectre, like the FBI superhero hunter. Oh, so good. What was her name? Um, her name, and the thing, Jean Smart is her oh, name. Okay, yep. Yeah, she. She's one of those it. where, like, I see, I know her from a lot of things, but I have a trouble like placing her in a bunch of stuff. She's a great character actor. Agreed, one hundred percent. So for me, this was something that took something that I love, and made something new that I also love. Based off of something, yeah, that I, I will be rewatching the Watchmen. I will be recommending the Watchmen to people. I've already recommended it to people at work. It's yes, it's it's on and, the list of things I love. And speaking of leaving things there, like where they ended, I would be one hundred percent absolutely fine if there is never a second season. Of well, that. and they've said like, that they're not coming back for one. So I, I hope know, it's but over. I keep I keep seeing like every once in a while an article will pop up, and it's like. There may nope. be hope. No, no, there may no hope. Be hope. My hope is that it's done. Yeah, exactly. And I'm and I'm the exact same way. I'm like, I'm done. This has tied up all of the loose ends that I felt were not. I didn't even know they were loose ends after I, the after the graphic novel until I watched this and go, you know what? I'm glad I got some answers to some here's, of these. Here's things. the thing: they weren't even loose ends. They just tugged on the end of the sweater and made longer strands, and then tight knitted them all together to make them not loose ends. And now I have a bigger tapestry of glory. And it was awesome. It was. It awesome. was 100 awesome. Okay, so um, you so, said something that you love. My turn. Yes. Okay. And this, this, I'm going to play a little bit of a Q&A on this one because I don't want to ruin anything for you or our listeners. Okay. And I'm also going to jump out of our normal genres. 
Okay. I love Jedi the Fallen Order on Xbox. Okay. Okay. Uh, that game is so much fun. Okay. Did so you finish me... it? I did. Okay. So let me f- stop there because I know you have told me you have prohibited me from talking about this game around you, Q. So yes, what too- I want to do is allow you to ask me questions. Okay. Does it tie into the Skywalker saga? Not directly. Okay, good. So it's its own independent adventure. It is. It. I think I told you this last time, but it takes place in the time of the Inquisitors. Well, we didn't talk about You and I talked about it off air. Off, yes, yes, off air. But so yes. I may ask some of the same questions again. And that's totally fine because listeners. our listeners weren't spying on us then. But yes, it takes place in the time of the Inquisitors. Okay. So that's... That's as close as it ties to that, really. Which, listeners, if you haven't watched the Star Wars Rebels Or series, read any of the EU novels. Um, I highly recommend you watch Rebels, and they deal quite a bit in the second season with, uh, with the Inqu- Inquisitors. Uh, a very interesting order within the Star Wars. It's honestly something... And this is I'll tie this into a previous conversation. You remember a couple weeks ago we were talking about, like movie adaptations yes <coughs> this is something i wish was adapted like now that we are done with movies around the star Wars, like this the saga and the star wars this world, would be a great movie i want this would be a movie that i would enjoy kind of like the mandalorian that takes place in that world but isn't directly associated with that world but gives me a deeper understanding of well this is what like the life is like for a jedi hiding out from the inquisitors Sure. That's cool. Was it, uh, did it take you to new places? Yes. Places that you would like to see on the big screen? Yeah. Okay, so uh, this won't ruin anything, but one of the planets that you go to is a planet called Dathomir, which uh-huh. you probably don't re- uh, don't uh, recognize the name, but it's where Darth Maul comes from. So everybody oh, okay. on the planet has, like, the spiky head horns, horns. and they're all, like, all, like, Sith Profits. Yeah. And it's like this evil, kind of dark, scary planet. Interesting. And it goes to, you know, like, then it goes to a bunch of new places, but you do go to Kashyyyk in the game. Okay. Which we all know from uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special is the last time that I think we've seen Kashyyyk. Yeah. Or, no, no, it's um, Clone Wars. They go to Kashyyyk in Clone Wars. That's right. Yoda goes there or something. That's where he goes into hiding initially in uh, Revenge of the Sith as well. I forgot about the amazing movie Clone Wars. (laughs) Or Or wait. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the – I always call it Clone Wars, but that's the show. That is the show. Attack of the Clones. And there was an animated movie. Oh, Lord. Which Um, I didn't see that either. No. But, yes, I love this game, Q. Like, the gameplay is like Assassin's Creed style – or – it's actually built on the engine, I think, that's very similar to Arkham. Arkham, Arkham uh, nice. City. Nice. That's my yeah. favorite. It's so good. That so, like, a bunch favorite. of people will be attacking you, and you can press, like, defend parry buttons and combo cool. buttons and things and, like, like that. And, like, react to how yes. they're... Cool. And Do you, you have, like, use four... force powers? Yes. And you actually... It's just like Arkham, uh, Arkham City where you have to build your powers as you go. You get more force-sensitive like as unlock... you use them. Yes. So, like, at the beginning of the game, you can't do next to shit. But by the end of the game, you can, like, force push, like, groups of people. You can pull down, like, boulders onto people. Um, You can basically take out, like, an AT-AT by yourself. 
Like cool. they'll shoot like a rocket at you and you can stop it in midair and throw it at somebody. Sick. It's it's bad. It's I want to play it. So did it have you ever played um uh Force Unleashed? Um I oh, I played one a long time ago, but I don't think it was that. It was something it was kind of like a role playing game, but you were a Jedi. Was it Knights of the Old Republic? That's it. That's what I played. Yeah, that's an that's, amazing game. That's the but only Force other game Unleashed. that I Played is really good too. I, I highly recommend okay. you go back, and I think they did a re-release for uh, Xbox. Okay, um, I'll go check it out. I played the Battlefield one, but I don't like those types of games. Now, so. Force Unleashed, from what I can tell, what I've seen gameplay-wise, and that's kind of why I was asking you, um, Force Unleashed appears to be similar in gameplay style to uh, Fa- Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, you see, basically I would like that then. You play the character of a Sith in training. Oh, cool. Under the tutelage of Darth Vader. Interesting. And you essentially get to choose whether to continue to follow the dark side or turn towards the light. Interesting. And you develop your force powers and you cool. basically are seeking, you know, answers to how and why you ended up where you are nice there's a little bit there's a little bit of that in this game like where some of your memories get unlocked and you're like oh my goodness i forgot about this part of my training or i forgot about this traumatic thing that happened to me or whatever um you do get to unlock like a double jump about halfway through the game oh that's awesome makes everything so much better (laughs) but i will say one of the coolest things about the game is the little droid that you have Yes. Because it's kind of perches on your shoulder like a little parrot, but it can unlock doors and it can like reroute circuit boards and stuff, and it's just really neat. That sounds amazing. So, highly recommend. That's on my love list. Nice. Well, speaking of recommends, I think that's a perfect uh I think that's a perfect segue into what we wanted to do for a special version, a special Valentine's version yeah. of the list. This is where we make a list. The list. List. Okay. It's our love lists, guys. These are going to be our love lists. These are these are going to be we're each Jay and I are going to each provide our top five things that we love right now. Right. But also before we get started, I'll do a shared one that me and Q have. Yes. We love Project Hyphen Nerd. We do love Project Hyphen Nerd, and if you uh, there, are not we following you. them on all of the social medias or paying attention to their blogs or their podcast network, please seek it out. Check it out. Personal, Those guys are awesome. Personal shout out. Uh, if you love movie-related memes, their Instagram is great. It is great. 100% agreed. So check them out. Project Hyphen Nerd. Bink, 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 bink. Uh, all right. So, so, Jay, do you have your top five list of, you know, right of the moment? Okay. Like, I d- top five entertainment related things you are into. I do, but I don't really have any particular order. That's fine. So I'll just kind of say I'm, I, I kind of have categories. So in in TV, I'll actually recommend The Witcher. Sure. I, I don't know why. It took me like three or four episodes to truly get into it. But I did enjoy it. I'm excited to see where the second season goes. 
So for a TV recommend, for a TV love list, The Witcher. Okay, so for music, there is a band called Caspian, C-A-S-P-I-A-N, and they have a new album out called On Circles. It is incredible, and I can't stop listening to it. Nice. So Caspian, they're kind of like a, a an ambient music rock band, so they sort of make what sounds like movie scores, but to movies okay. that don't exist. Okay. And they're just like heavy th- thematic, like... It's just they're just great. And this album is all over the place. There's different themes, there's different instruments. There's a violin song which is just beautiful and I love. So I can't recommend this album enough. Caspian, the album's name is On Circles. Very Perfect. much love. Perfect. All right, a book. There is a book I just read and Q, I'm going to tell you about this one because I think you would really dig it. Okay. It's called The Price You Pay. Okay. And it's by a guy named Aiden Truen. I don't know if it's a pen name or not, but it's amazing it's told like in first person perspective but you're like a white collar high-end cocaine dealer to rich people sure and in the book and someone kills an old woman in your apartment building and you go down a rabbit hole trying to figure out who killed this person and then throughout the way you find like this league of assassins and then they just brutally murder all of them it's sort of like a mashup. Interesting. It, yes, it's sort of like a mashup between like, I don't know. It's hard. Lucky Number Slevin and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and it's just great. It's hysterical. It's funny. It's violent. It's awesome. The Price You Pay by Aiden Truman. Love it. High recommend. How many was that? That's that three. Two. That's three. You've done music, TV, and a book. Ooh. Okay. Video game. Oh, is video game. Yes, video Jedi, game is Fallen Jedi Order. Fallen Order. And then, hey, what's a movie that I recommend? You know, I, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll stand by. Just kind of. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. If you haven't seen that yet, please go see it. Uh, we're recording this as the Oscars are going on, and Brad Pitt won his first Oscar ever for his supporting role in that yes. movie. Yes, well deserved. Great movie. One of my favorites of the year. Easy. Agreed, one hundred percent. Very, so that's, very good list. So that's my that's my five. No particular order, but five genres, five things I love, five things that I think will make you guys' life better. I love it. So, um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust this out here as well. Gross. So, okay, so TV series. Um, I'm gonna give one to a comedy that I highly, highly recommend, um, and I feel like people go watch it, um. And that is the good place. It I just was hoping to, you were going to say that. It just came to an end. Did you guys uh, finish it? Yeah, I did. Okay, we've and watched up through season three, and I am in love with it. It's a fantastic show. It's, it's so clever, well written. It's funny. It's heartfelt. It is all of the things that um, that a that I particularly think a good comedy series should have because I well, think you have to have pathos with your humor. And I also think one of the things that I love about that show is it changed my mind about characters as it went on. Sure. Like, especially, um, I forget his name, but the Asian. uh, Oh, Jason. Jason. His character switch, I love. But, like, even with uh, Parks and Rec, when I first started watching Parks and Rec, I hated Aziz Ansari's character. Sure. And I got to know him, and I started to love him. And I just, 
I love shows that can do that, and that yes. that show did it incredibly well. And I will say they have a, a amazing cast of uh, series like people who will become regulars in the series. Uh, Jason Manzukis plays a yeah. character named Derek on the series. <laughs> yes, I love Derek, who is hilarious. I love um, the guy who's sort of like the no nonsense balding corporate guy. Yes, the, <laughs> he's the, so, and he's a dude, character actor that's in a bunch of stuff. Oh, for sure. And the and the show is populated with that. You have uh, Maya Rudolph pops up, Dak um, Shepard, of course, but with his Kristen Kristen Bell connection. It's a very, it's just a very, very well done show. And the Michael Schur has never let me down. The end is very well done. That's what um, I hear. So so definitely, that's a television recommend for me. Uh, I'm gonna reach kind of deep back in movies um, and recommend one. Um, that I think kind of flew under the radar, and I know I talked to you about it briefly, but every once in a while I keep thinking about how much I really liked this movie, so, and, and more so than I thought I would. And it's it's Widows. <laughs> really? Um, have you seen that movie yet? Oh, I did. Yeah, we saw it a while okay. ago. I liked it very much. Like I I'd... keep thinking of this movie, and I think the the main reason. And you know what? Let's let's skip the the movie recommendation. I think, I think what I like is um, what's her name, um, the the actress from it. Um, hold on, uh, I'm looking up um, uh, the Olivia, um, Octavia Spencer. Nope. Um, hold Crap. on. Shit. Here we go. Hold on. Here we're here. Cynthia Arrivo. Okay. Oh, so, oh, so, okay. All right. So, so yes. fuck, fuck recommending the movie. I'm going to recommend you check out every single thing that Cynthia Erivo is in. She was in uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. She is currently in The Outsider. She's on awesome HBO. in that movie. Oh, you know what? No, what? Fuck it. I'm changing my recommendation from The Witcher to Outsider. It's so good. It's too late. You no, can't. it's not. It's not. No, no. Fuck it. Time travel. Uh, Cynthia Erivo. Uh, she was in Bad Times at the El Royale. She's in, uh, like I said, The Outsider. She's great in The Outsider. Um, she's in Widows. She is amazing. Give yeah. her legitimately all of the the opportunities. She I want to see her. In she was everything. in that Harriet movie that did that did quite well. She can did sing. Okay. Yeah, she's like incredibly talented. Good um, recommend. A great screen presence. So my the, an actor that I love right now is Cynthia Erivo. Good, a good so recommend. I second that. And a TV series. Um, I'm gonna throw out a video game, uh, one that I love. I think it's clever. I think it's funny. I'm not over my obsession with Justin hey. Roiland yet. Oh, um, oh, I know where you're going with it. Trover saves the universe. Uh, is a really awesome PS4 game. Um. If you have VR, it is VR capable, and I highly recommend using your VR to play it. <laughs> you also do not have to have VR. It is a standard video game as well. Um, is it just Trover as fun if you don't play it in VR? Totally, because it's just – if you like the irreverent humor of uh, Rick and Morty. I very much do, yes. It very much is in line with that. There's lots of cursing. There's lots of just like random – segues of logic um it's a very well done very clever 
very pokes fun at a lot of video game and sci-fi tropes. It's it's just very funny. It's very smart, very good, very high recommend. And maybe if you do have VR, it is one of the best VR games that I've played yet. I love it. So I high recommend on that. So I've got three. I've got The Good Place. I've got Cynthia Erivo. I've got uh, Trover Saves the Universe. Um, let me think here. Any uh, music you've been digging lately? Any movie that you saw that was like, oh my, oh my god. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put out a recommendation. This is music, and this is a play. You ready for this? Okay. I went and saw in October. I got to see Beetlejuice on Broadway. Oh, you saw it live? I did. Oh, I, I knew you'd been digging the soundtrack, man. I'm so yeah. glad you got to see it. I got to see it with the original cast on Broadway. <laughs> and I will say, if you ha- if you are a musical fan, I highly recommend you go listen to Beetlejuice the Musical. You can listen to it on Spotify. The songs are clever. The show is clever and funny. Um the the performances are great they've kind of done a a revised version of beetlejuice like they've they've kind of changed some character traits and moments and points oh, nice um to make it fresh uh it is a great 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 show so i highly recommend check that out um and then let me think my number you know i need one more one more thing um Beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. Actually, speaking of Beetlejuice, weirdly enough, while you think, uh-huh. um, I'm reading, I, I can't recommend this yet because I haven't finished it, but I'm reading a book called The Elementals, and it's a horror book from the 80s, and it's written by a guy named Michael McDowell. Do you recognize his name? Uh-uh. He's the screenwriter for Beetlejuice, Nightmare, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and um, uh, a couple more, like a Tales from the Dark Side oh, episode. Oh, shit. So yeah, what, I'm reading uh, like his. What's uh, the book called? It's called The Elementals. Is it good? So far, yeah, I'm like 50, 60 pages into it. It's like a Southern Gothic like ghost story. It's really cool. good. Nice. So, nice, nice, nice. Weird, nice. weird, weird relationship there with the Beetlejuice. Sure. Um. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna step even further outside of just uh, but it's still in the entertainment realm. Do I'm it. Gonna re- I'm gonna re- uh recommend a place to go i got to recently experience meow wolf in santa fe i i was wondering if you were going to talk about this for lovers of entertainment meow wolf was a next level experience okay i know pretend i know nothing about this so you went to this place meow wolf i imagine it is a a pet shelter of some sort (laughs) it is not so it is housed in in a defunct bowling alley that has been gutted and turned into essentially an interactive art experience. Uh, but art including a story. So the concept is that within this abandoned bowling alley, a house has appeared. Okay. It, and it, they ha- it, In the story, are you in an abandoned bowling alley and the house is in an abandoned bowling alley? Yes. Oh, interesting. Um... And in this bowling, well, no, uh, no, you're not in an, it is it's just owned a mysterious by the company Meow Wolf has, has appeared in this building. Gotcha. And the house, it like they have built a full on house inside of this building. 
like exterior of the house and everything. And this house has become trans-dimensional. So you can walk through this house. And, I mean, it is so incredibly detailed. You can go through bedrooms of okay. the people that live there. And you can go through their drawers and their dresser. And there's clothes in them. <laughs> you can go through their closets. And there are papers and letters that they've written and drawings that the children have done there are computers that work that you can go through and look at their internet history and see what do, they were do are you looking for clues like yes there is a story this family has disappeared and you are trying to figure out what happened to the family oh it's like why... someone made house of leaves like a real thing yes very much so and um so the house has become transdimensional. There's this mysterious group called the Charter. Okay. And the Charter is basically like a shadowy government type organization that is clearly trying to cover up something that has happened here. Love it. And okay. all of the people are missing. And each room or certain rooms lead into these parallel dimensions. So like in the kitchen, you can go into the refrigerator and it puts you out in a alternate world that's so funny one of the guys at my work went to meow wolf like on a vacation and um he's mentioned going through the refrigerator as like the one of the first things he talked about it's amazing there you can also go through a dryer and you end up in another dimension you end up in this cave system with a giant skeletal uh um Man, like woolly mammoth that you can play music on the bones and like it it's amazing <laughs> like there's an alternate world Chuck E. Cheese inside this place but it's like full of garbage <laughs> and like it's shitty and it's such a cool weird experience and, and so they're building there only, more of them that was going to be my next question do they only have the one no, so they have currently they have one open in Santa Fe, New Mexico, um, and they're opening one in Denver, and they're cool. opening one um, in Las Vegas. Oh, I need one out by me. I know they need one in, like in Nashville. Yeah, they need one in Nashville. We got a bunch of abandoned bullshit. Um, it's amazing. Highly recommend if you want to take a trip. You got the funding. Go down to Santa Fe. You, you can do it in one day. And just spend the entire day going through and trying to solve the mystery for yourself as Man, to what has I, gone on. I like your love list. Thanks. I like your love list. Oh, I, I love, love your uh, love I list. Love, I love your love list. Oh, you had me at love list. <laughs> I think I think people remember our poem fondly. I think they do as well. You know what we should do to really make this episode special? What's that? You and I should go make love. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. On the episode. <laughs> All right. Things are going to get weird. Here we go. I'm taking I'll, my clothes off. <laughs> I'll grab the ruler. You get the long, the garden hose. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E 
T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. <sighs> Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Chest bursters? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.